This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, what's going on? Scott 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Time for a little What's Going On, where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, checking in today with a couple of great guests on the other shows. Gordon, you ready to get uh, get things going? More than ready. Let's go. DJ and PK talk to Chad Lewis, uh, of course, former BYU tight end, former Eagle tight end, played under Andy Reid. And uh, what's his official capacity with BYU now, Gordon? Is he an assistant athletics director? Is that what it is? I, yeah, I, I think that's my impression. I believe so. I know he's uh, involved down there. I just didn't want to get his title wrong. But uh, Chad Lewis was on with DJ and PK, and they talked about Andy Reid. What do you think of the coaching style that Andy Reid has compared to all the different coaches? Now, you played for Lavelle Edwards, so it might actually be in the same type of style, but it seems that his style seems to work with these guys. That is... Absolutely right. That's, he, he learned his style and his culture from Lavelle. He honed it in with other coaches, especially Mike Holmgren at Green Bay. But that's what he's most comfortable with. When he says that, he means it. He lives it. That's who he is. That's why last year when he was getting ready to win that Super Bowl, the, you just felt like the entire NFL was happy for him, supportive, behind him. It was really cool. And because he lives it. I like people focusing on that part of his coaching ability because he's not a screamer, and he feels like he can get his point across just with every bit as much power as a screamer by doing it his way, and he can. And the thing that hasn't been written that I think is every bit as important, something that you will see Sunday night, and it's it's that Andy and his wife Tammy are a package deal, just like Lavelle and Patty. You never saw Lavelle, we didn't, without Patty. She was there. She was present. Well, that's the same thing with Andy. He works unbelievable hours, but he has made this profession a package deal. So post-game interview, who's going to be right by his side? His greatest teammate and partner, Tammy. And that's the way he wants it. That's how he's created it. And that's where he draws his strength and power. And he's never lost that. He's never lost sight of it. He's He's – He's been able to make it work with Tammy right there with him. She, she would travel with us to games. Um, and she loves following him. She loves being a supporter. She jokes that she's the head coach of the head coach. And I just have this ultimate respect for Andy because he's in this profession, head coach in the NFL, Super Bowl champ. He's done it like Lavelle a package deal with his wife. That's really cool. 
There you go, Chad Lewis, who was on with DJ and PK this morning. Uh, Interesting comparison between uh, Lavelle Edwards and Andy Reid, and uh, we've mentioned this a couple times, Gordon, but I always thought it was cool that Andy would text Lavelle every week and get his thoughts on the upcoming opponent and how his team was playing. Oh, there's no doubt that uh, Andy Reid, some of this is just his personality, but he was influenced greatly by Lavelle Edwards and had great respect for Lavelle. And so, yeah, that's... The fact that he uh, shares some of the commonalities with Lavelle is no surprise at all to me. He's just a decent guy. He's a, he's a he's a terrific coach who, just like Chad says, he submerges himself in football. Uh, but he's not a yeller. He's not a screamer. He's not one of these guys that has to be the center of attention. He does want to be listened to, and his players do listen to him, and that's one of the reasons they're so successful. Everybody I have talked to uh, who has, has been close or knows Andy Reid says the same things about him, and I, Chad Chad described it pretty well there. Gordon, I think you should grow out, uh, as a tribute to Andy, grow out one of those mustaches that are, that are kind of his signature. What do you think about that idea? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I you know, I, I don't think I could do it quite like he does. Uh but I, I am, in fact, older than Andy Reid. Uh, but, uh, well, that I, doesn't I, have anything to do with your mustache growing capability, does it? Well, that mustache of his, is, isn't it? It's kind of a reddish-gray color, isn't it? Well, you know, I, I just think yours would look different, of course. But, I, you know, if you think so much about his judgment about football, what about his judgment about facial hair fashion? I think you should get on board, man. <laughs> I, he obviously knows something. I, know. I think you should, you should follow suit. Let's see how it looks. Well, look, just because somebody is an expert in one thing doesn't make them an expert in all things. I know I've tried to tell you that a thousand times, but you don't listen. See, you've had a little marital turbulence this See, week. That was a shot. It was a shot at you. I know. I, I heard it. You've had a little tur- a marital turbulence this week. Maybe what you need to get that spark back is a, is a good-looking mustache, man. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> marital turbulence. I said one thing that could be misinterpreted, and and, and apparently my wife heard it. <laughs> And she misinterpreted it. She did not. There was nothing to misinterpret. We all know what you meant. I love it how you're saying, oh, I had to misinterpret it. No, there was no misinterpreting. (laughs) We don't need to revisit that. But I will say that my wife is so cool that I just went in and I said, did you hear I understand that you heard what I said. And she said, yeah, I heard it. And I said, uh, that might not have come out exactly the way I meant it. And she just laughed and we gave but me a you, big hug. you and, did mean and we were, it, though. And we were on our way. You, what? You did mean it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did mean it, though. You're, you're not helping. All right. You're but not the, helping. But, no, no, because upon further review, I found that, no, what I said was incorrect. So, I, I Okay, I, see, I that's apologize. that's more accurate. Maybe it's incorrect, but you certainly meant it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did, uh, I, yeah. but but I was I was but I was misinformed, and I realized that and uh, marital turbulence that, that's a little severe. See, so you grow out a, a, a burly looking mustache. Get that get that spark back into that relationship, Gordo. <laughs> well, the spark is back in the relationship. It was it was uh, quickly. Uh, restored. I think uh, the mustache yeah. then would would take it to the next level. <laughs> Why don't you grow a mustache? I want to see what Naz says about that.
I've grown a mustache before. I'm not. I don't remember not, that. When did you do that? Uh, it was a long time ago. We did uh, one of those. I can't remember what we called it. Like Mustache May. I think that's what it was. Or, oh, how'd it go? Uh, I, I mean, it went. I don't think I, I have a, a great looking mustache, but. But you, on the other hand, you know you've you've been uh, you've been pretty solid with your your facial hair game for a while now. Why don't you mix it up? Uh, what is it that you want me to do? Well, see, you've been rocking the the goatee for a while, so shave the goatee and just go with the mustache. I'm not a big mustache guy. You could be though. You could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I believe in you, uh, Gordon. Give it a try. See how it goes. It how do you try. know? How do you know you're not a mustache guy until you really well, How should I have taken in? it when I when I sh- on one occasion I shaved it all off and I said how I said to my wife, How do you like it? And she said, I like it better when it's there. So I whatever covers my face up more probably would be a hit. But see, she hasn't seen the stash yet though. <laughs> she might not miss the goatee if the if the stash comes in full. I had a I had a a marginal stash in in college, and it was it was okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about. Special. Well, my dad, you got to understand. It. My dad had a at one point had a beard, and he won most distinguished beard in the in the whatever it was he was involved in. And, and I, I I can't hold a candle to that. What do you mean, like whatever he was involved, in? like the Elks Club? Yeah, yeah, it was some. He got some award when he was for best beard. I, yeah, most distinguished. I can't believe they don't have an Oscar category for that. <laughs> well, this was back a long, long time ago, back when they used to do that stuff. Uh, uh, all right, let's move in, uh, move on in what's going on. Please. Uh, to Hans and Scotty, they had Eric Weddle on the show, as uh, they have for their NFL preview show all year long, and uh, Eric talked about the Chiefs. That's what worries me the most, and and – you know, as much as Andy Reid can express confidence in those guys, they're scrappy and tough and all that he's been saying all week. They're not the guys. If they were the guys, they would have been starting. So there's a reason why they're a backup. And going against the pass rush of the Bucks, it, it is a huge concern for me. Uh, they're going to have to have a great plan to not put those guys in one-on-one situation. The ball. I think. I think honestly, the game plan could be running the ball a little bit more uh, to, to ease the tension and, and stress of pass blocking every down. Uh, obviously, they're going to have great shifts and motions and eye candy to, to make the defense slow down a little bit. But if they can't run the ball and those guys get to tee off on them on second and third down situations, I mean, it's, it's going to be a long day. Uh, and then, obviously, the game plan with, you know, the protection, how they how they're gonna attack the Tampa defense. Uh they're gonna go quick game, no huddle, or they're gonna go empty and just let Mahomes figure it out. Uh that that'll work at times and spurts throughout a game, but I, I don't I don't see that being the way to win this game. I it'd be interesting to be in their in their uh meetings, right? When they go over the game plan and go over how are we gonna win this game? Every team does it. Most teams do it. The good coaches do it, like, hey, this, how are we gonna win this game with the personnel we have, with their strengths on the opponent, to our strengths, how are we gonna get this done? Are we is it is it running the ball? Uh is it controlling the clock? Is it airing it out sixty times? because uh, their secondary may be weak, like 
I'd be interested to be in those meetings and see how they design this plan for where they uh, where they are limited at, and that is in the tackles. That was Eric Weddle, obviously talking about the Chiefs missing their two starting tackles, a pretty important position. And I think I think that's the vulnerability that if Tampa comes away with a win, I think it's going to be because of that, the pass rush that they get on Patrick Mahomes. And I, I always found this, Gordon, kind of a funny take, that football players are out to hurt the other player but not injure. And I, I love the fine line there. Like, I'm trying to hurt the other guy, but I don't want to injure him. They need to hurt Patrick Mahomes. Well, <laughs> I, I, what's the difference? Well, injure is like like long term. Like you don't want to dive at anybody's knees, right? But you want to hit the other guy hard so he, you know, feels it, and it it okay. limits how well he plays. At least that was always my interpretation of it. Uh, well, you know, I'm telling you, listening to Eric, uh, he he put uh, he put a, a greater thought in my mind than I had been. Uh, given that credit for up until this point, um, I thought that they would be able to find a way through that. But he may, he makes it sound like it is going to be a real problem. And, yeah, I, I'm i not quite sure how to react to that. Well, of course. I, I, Andy, Andy Reid is such an offensive whiz that I imagine that he is making some accommodation for that. I mean, I don't I don't know that much about their backups and I don't know whether they're capable replacements or not. If they are, then they'll then they'll be fine. But if there is a weakness there, then they'll obviously have to game plan around that. And if that does if that means that Mahomes will have to, you know, quick quick drops and unload the ball in a hurry or what what exactly they're going to do to combat that, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm fairly certain that they'll be prepared uh, they'll know what they're dealing with. They, they'll know the tools they have in the in the box and, and know what they need to do in order to uh, limit the damage. So, um, okay, I mean, yeah, I guess the Chiefs know what they're doing. But you can't have a left tackle like Fisher who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You can't have him get hurt and not have that have a fairly significant impact on your team. And here's When the did thing. he get hurt? When exactly did he get hurt? Last Jake? week, I believe. Or last, what, not last week, last playoff game. Uh, but uh, how how far along? I just well, hold on. Let me finish my point. After he got hurt. Let me finish my point though. Uh, the, with Tampa, their strength defensively is not their secondary. Their secondary sucks, but their defensive oh. line is awesome. And Eric, uh, uh, at other times during that show today, I can't remember if it was before or after, but he talked about how they had the game plan for Tyreek Hill and for Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh. And he talked yeah. about how you have to double Tyreek Hill all of the time. All of the time. And it, you want to uh, double-team Kelsey as much as you possibly can. Now, it's this is not uh, you know complex football by any means, but if Tampa can uh, get to Patrick Mahomes with their front four, that means that they can cover Tyreek Hill and Kelsey with two guys more often. And where uh, Kansas City... Uh, gets you is you have to pick your poison between those two guys and uh, whoever you pick to cover with single coverage, uh, that player is probably going to score a touchdown. So this is key in my opinion because if Tampa can accomplish the the pressure that we're talking about without um, bringing another guy in the box to do it, it is a, a big-time advantage for them. So Yeah, I'll agree with that. However, there is this component to – in the Chiefs' favor, and that is that Mahomes is fairly nimble. Yep. 
I mean, if those guys, if those replacements are just pushovers and, and they're going to be right in Mahomes' face all game long, then, then the Chiefs will be in trouble. But he that's easier said than done with someone like him, very athletic quarterback who I'm sure he doesn't want to be rolling out on every play, but uh, he, he can move so that that might mitigate that at least a little bit. Maybe. By the way, Fisher was hurt at the end of the game against the Bills well, in the so fourth quarter. We, yeah, so we're not sure. But you know what I'm saying, right? You can't lose a Hall yeah. of Famer like Fisher. And maybe he's not a Hall of Famer ends up, but he's well on his way. I mean, he's one of the best tackles in the NFL right now, if not the best tackle. And whoever you're replacing him with isn't going to be him. And if you have to uh, use, you know, Eric talked about this too, if you have to use tight ends and, and backs to chip and do those sorts of things, well, though those are players that aren't running routes as well. So I that I think is going is kind of the under talked about storyline in this game because I think that's where Tampa actually has an advantage because if yeah. you remember when Tyreek Hill went nuts on them in the regular season I mean they need everybody they can back there to yeah. combat against those weapons and if the D line wrecks shop I mean that that could be a, a turning point I think it could. Uh... We talked with Matt about this, remember? And he, he thought that they would find a way to be able to combat that and be okay. At least that was the way I took what he said. Uh, but, but I guess the only way to know is, is we're just watch and see what happens. Well, that's how uh, the Giants beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. They got pressure on him from the front four. And the Bucks to have Jason Pierre-Paul, by the way, who played a big role in that. I think that's I, – I couldn't agree more with that, that defensive philosophy. I've always thought the best way to beat a great quarterback is to pressure him because if he gets comfortable, forget about it. And I know that these guys are savvy and they know how to take advantage at times with screen passes and things like that that would uh, you know, punish uh, a team for bringing a heavy rush. But uh, I, I still think if you just sit back and try and stop them, and I know that's sort of a chic thing these days, yeah, but you, to, you're to missing. Drop a bunch of guys back in the coverage, but I think you got to make a, a great quarterback uncomfortable, or else he's going to beat you. But that's the point of getting pressure with your front four is that you don't have to blitz. That's where the advantage right. is here. Is I, that I understand you, you that. don't have to commit all those, all those uh, players to the rush, and you right. can still get the same outcome because you yeah, want to drop those players back against Kansas City because they are so dangerous. Yeah. I don't know how big – it really comes down to what the drop-off is between the guys who are starters and the guys who, who are their backups. Well, they're, and, they're, they're moving the guy who's been starting at right tackle over to left tackle, and then they're okay. pushing the guy who's been starting at guard out to right tackle. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't think that'll be the catastrophe that you might be spelling out here, but it, I mean, it could be. It could be, and I agree with you. You pressure any quarterback. I don't care how you do it. If you pressure him and make him – make him think twice about what he's doing back there or have to go through four different reads, then you're, you're at a great advantage. All right, uh, Gordo, uh, we're getting to that point in the show where, oh, you've, you've had a long day. You've just been slogging it out. I, I think we ought to turn you loose. I think you need the rest. <laughs> All right, Jake. I, I, I'm glad to know you will continue to swing that pick in the salt mine. I will. And, uh, you know, that, that, that pre-half and post is important. Uh, it's, it's heavy lifting, but uh, Someone's I Someone's got to do it. And, and, and somebody's got to sit on the, uh, on the couch and watch uh, Friends reruns. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that what – I was waiting for you to instruct me what to do, 
Uh, is, is that what you're suggesting? Go that plant I watch uh, Rachel and uh, what's his name? Uh, I, I never watch that show. I don't know. Well, go. Uh, it's waiting for you. Um, real quick, no Trey Young tonight for the Atlanta Hawks, by the way. He is oh. uh, not going to play. Uh, what do you see happening tonight uh, in the Jazz game, Gordon? Well, sometimes NBA players do step up to the challenge, but it seems like half the Hawks team is hurt and a couple of their best players. So I would expect the Jazz to be able to take care of their business. However, they've got to do what they what they did against Detroit, except for down the stretch in the second half. They've got to play with intensity, regardless of who's on the floor. And Because you get lackadaisical in the NBA, you're going to get beat. I don't care who you're going up against. So they've got to bring that same intensity at the offensive and defensive ends, especially the defensive ends, so they can get out in transition. All right, I want to remind you about our friends at Miki Couture. Uh, the best blanket ever is also the best gift for Valentine's Day. You can get 30% off right now any regularly pro- priced blankets with promo code WELCOME30 on MikiCouture.com and take care of that Valentine Day gift, uh, uh, Valentine's Day gift today or visit a location near you, Ogden, Layton, Draper, Orem, Sugarhouse, and St. George, Miki Couture. For Valentine's Day, that's Miki Couture. Also, a big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That would be Big O. Save up to $190 off Michelin tires when fi- with financing options available. Only at your locally owned and operated Big O tires, the team you trust. Gordon, enjoy uh, your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, Jake. Look forward to it. Jazz game night starts next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.